Welcome to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and SaaS podcast, where Jonathan Denwood interviews the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing to help WordPress professionals launch their own SaaS. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic show. This is episode 736. Got a returning guest, a friend of the show, somebody that's to say that they've got a lot of history with WordPress would be a slight understatement. Um, We've got Brian Gardner with us. He uh, works with WP Engine, one of the best hosting providers in the WordPress space. So, Brian, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the tribe? Uh, Yes, certainly. For those who don't know, uh, I am Brian Gardner. I am the founder of StudioPress, the co-creator of the Genesis Framework. I have been building WordPress Thing since 2006 and currently serve as a principal developer advocate at WP Engine. Uh, though I need to correct you, it is not one of the best hosts. It is the best host, of course. Uh, my, well, my I've got opinion... to be, be, be tactful, haven't I? I've got other... I don't have to be. <laughs> I know you don't, but I do. And it's so what? easy. Let's be frank here, Brian. It's Duly noted. Pretty... It's pretty easy to upset people with the WordPress space, isn't it? Uh, it? It is, and I've spent the better part of 15 years trying not to do that. So uh, <laughs> that being said, yes, uh, I am a um, an advocate of not only uh, WordPress, but full-site editing, block-based building, uh, WordPress theme development, design, as we talked very briefly earlier, Starbucks, and, of course, Taylor Swift. <laughs> Oh, God. I don't know what to say to that. Uh, um, Thanks for that introduction, Brian. Before we go into the meat potatoes of this great interview, which I've been looking forward to, Brian is always a great guest to interview. We've got a couple of messages from our major sponsors. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Are you looking for ways to make your content more engaging? Sensei LMS by Automatic is the original WordPress solution for creating and selling online courses. Sensei's new interactive blocks can be added to any WordPress page or post. For example, interactive videos let you pause videos and display quizzes, lead generation forms, surveys, and more. For a 20% off discount for the tribe, just use the code WPTONIC, all one word, when checking out and give Sensei a try today. The importance of backing up your WordPress website cannot be emphasized enough. We use BlogVault to help us do this on a daily basis. With free staging, migrations, and on the pro plans, malware scanning and auto fix, BlogVault is the professional's choice when managing just one website or many. Go to blogvault.com and see for yourself. You seriously won't find a better, more complete solution. That's blogvault.com, blogvault.com. We're coming back. I just want to talk about one of our sponsors, Sensei Learning Management Systems. If you're building a Woo uh, a learning management system and you need integration with WooCommerce, this is a great solution. Um, Ronnie and the team have really integrate, done some great things with Gutenberg integration, and it works flawlessly with WooCommerce. So if you need that, they're the main people to look. So have a look at that. And I really appreciate their ongoing support. So, Brian, um, 
Was it like working with a real power team at WP Engine, you know, to say you got some heavy hitters? Um, I think when it comes to actual management, they're some of the most impressive individuals in the WordPress space with their entrepreneurship, their knowledge, just a top team, basically. So was it like working with uh, some real heavy hitters? You know, it, it it's it's awesome. I'll start there. Uh, when I when I joined WP Engine officially last September, I knew the company culture was great. I knew several people in you know our T one management level. Obviously, Heather Bruner, our CEO, Jason Cohen, founder, and all of that. Um, and of course, the the Studio Press team was all still there, uh, relatively intact. Some had moved into different teams and departments in the company. And so, like, there's several levels because WP Engine, not many people know this or might be surprised by it. We're, we're well over a thousand people at the company. So, wow. it's a really big company. And so, there's obviously different departments, uh, <clears throat> many of which I don't interact with at all or very infrequently. Uh, and then, of course, there's uh, the developer relations team, which we, you know, we're on Slack all the time. We're communicating via social media on Zoom calls and have team meetings and stuff like that. So there's there's different facets of my involvement at WP Engine. It's great to be supported by um, the leadership I mentioned, uh, even the, the the upper management. Like everyone's great to work with. Everyone's really really good at their job. Uh, and so to answer specifically the question you asked, though, it, it's great. People like uh, Nick Diego, Sam Munoz, of course, Nathan Rice, who I just mentioned this morning on Twitter. Uh, just some really really great people in the WordPress space. Jason Ball. Uh, Damon Cook. I mean, I, the list goes on and on. Just all the people that I get to be um, to work alongside, and it's and Mike McAllister. I I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Mike. Mike is somebody I've followed for several years, and then sort of helped bring him over into the company with the Atomic Blocks acquisition. And so nice to finally work alongside him too. So there's just there's lots of talented folks here. Yes, certainly is, and um, I honestly mean this, Brian. Um, when it comes to professionalism and how to position yourself and how to deal with our open source environment project as a commercial business. It's all pretty tricky and it's so easy to upset people in WordPress. Um, It really, really is. Um, And WP Engine have grown a great business and they kind of seem to manage the waters so effectively. Would you agree with that? Uh, yes, I would agree with that. Uh, one of the reasons why I chose to work here, just because there, there's really not a history, if at all, around hashtag WP drama. Uh, yes, because it's a big company, there's probably lots of envy in this space. And so it's easy to take shots at people who are doing things better than you and things like that. So we probably see some of that maybe throughout social media. Uh, not every company or product or service is perfect. So, you know, from here and Every once in a while, you'll see a tweet saying, oh, I wish support was better. And just things fall through the cracks. It's just bound yeah. to happen. A company this size and all of that. But um, yeah, it was it was certainly half of the decision uh, was relative to company culture and just how is this a company I would proudly wear uh, on my sleeve, on my Twitter bio, on, you know, in any context. Yes. Well, I know, I know for a fact that you, um, that your reputation and your, Record means a lot to you. You don't mm-hmm. 
I would imagine that financially you don't have to do anything. You do it because you agree with the company and you like working with them, basically. Uh, that is not true. The The front half of what you said, uh, I, I do need to work because we all have kids in college and things of yeah. that nature. So, yeah. Uh, so yes, I mean, obviously... Um, I, I do it because I love it. I also do it because I want to do it and because I love WordPress and don't want to yeah. do anything other than WordPress. So it's great. It, I, I've, I thought it was great to hear that you were working with them because we've had a few top people like Pip in for, and it's all for understandable reasons. Everything comes to an end, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, our own lives, our own particular companies, everything moves on or ends, doesn't it? It's something that we struggle with. We don't like it, do we? But that's just the reality of being a human being, isn't it? Everything uh, ends, yes. doesn't it? But it was great to see that you were joined and you were going to be an active part of the WordPress community. So let's move on to the next question. Um, mm-hmm. Only a small one. <laughs> um, in the world of Gutenberg, you know, you you are seen rightfully as one of the grand ideas of developing the theme in the WordPress platform. Um, with your the other Brian, um, where does themes fit into the world in your own mind in the world of Gutenberg blocks? Because they've we've always had this thing about frameworks. You know, you were linked to Genesis. Yep. With your work with Studio Press, we got like Cadence. We've got um, Spector. That's um, I'm very keen on because I've got links to that particular team and they've always produced top-notch stuff. So we got these Quasar frameworks that I think you've got to utilise with Gutenberg to get what I would be happy with. So I don't know where the individual theme fits in. You know, it's all kind of seems to be up in the air a bit. Uh, are you clarifying your own thoughts around all this? Uh, I am. So l- let's start at the top with Gutenberg now being no longer the editor and now the experimental plugin for what's coming in core. So let, let's level set there for people who are listening. Uh, so when we talk about Gutenberg blocks, really what we're talking about are the blocks that come with WordPress core now, right? Different from block libraries that existed in the past, like co-blocks and I think Cadence and Generate Press has its own sort of block libraries, Atomic that I mentioned earlier. A lot of these block libraries um, formed because WordPress core did not have the the same functionality. Uh, over the last year or so, uh, lots of blocks have now become part of WordPress core, the group block that cannibalizes a lot of what these libraries offer. So I... I have never really used, oh, of course, Genesis Blocks, which is renamed Atomic Blocks. I don't use block libraries just because I'm such a purist when it comes to uh, what I do. We've always been that way. Genesis was built that way. And so as WordPress became more comprehensive with its own library of blocks and core, I'm like, I, I just don't have a need to go. I don't know how to build blocks, first of all, so I can't go build them. Uh, I just... Anything I want to design now can be accommodated by WordPress core blocks. It's easy. There's no lock-in, all of that said. Uh, in terms of the framework, uh, and of course, we've been asked ad nauseum about Genesis and what the future of Genesis and all of that is. 
the, you know, I don't think it's any surprise to people that the framework as it was uh, is not, it, there's no longer a path for future development, right? Because WordPress has cannibalized much of what that value Genesis brought. Uh, we will continue to update it and do critical patches and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But we're now in a new season of WordPress building, right? WordPress has level set that with full site editing and block themes and stuff like that. As for me personally, I'll just kind of fast forward to like my stance. I'm torn. I created Frost and Frost is an experimental theme now that WP Engine owns. And inside of Frost are a lot of patterns because I love IDF patterns. The problem is a theme just doesn't need every pattern. And so like, how do you do that? Do you make opinionated themes with some patterns in one theme, some patterns in another? I don't know. Uh, what I've decided to do personally outside of my job just for fun is create another theme called Powder. And this is serving sort of as a base theme. And I think moving forward, a lot of what I'll do just for fun and on the side and maybe for clients if I ever have any would be to do sort of a child theme with a parent theme. Um, I call it a base theme because I don't like the parent-child nomenclature, but a base theme that's basically really, really stripped down. And then anything I want to do just kind of comes out in the way of a child theme. So... Well, it's a little bit confused, a little bit confusing for in users because, like with the Astra, um, I'm look, I'm, we're going to keep using Alamator, going to offer it on my offering because we're hosting now over two hundred customers, uh, um, um, and I'm totally independent financially from anybody attacking me. I don't have to put up with their bullshit, Brian. <laughs> Because I'm I'm independently financially independent, uh, um, so um, <laughs> which is a nice space. Uh, um, but um, Astra uses because I'm looking to keep Alimator, but I always wanted to go to Gutenberg. I just saw it as just what I wanted to do. So in the new year, we're probably going to use Spectre. We're going to offer Spectre uh, um, and. We're going to, you know, they've got this thing called starter themes. So it's all kind of all mixed up, isn't it? But on to my next question. I see enormous opportunities with Gutenberg about offering different looks, different patterns. It's just the terminology. I don't think we clarified. Do you agree? Can you see all, I see the enormous possibilities with it. But it's clarifying thing. It all seems still up in the air a bit. Or is that just me? I think that's been the general consensus that things are still in flight. I think WordPress 6.1, which just shipped a few days ago yesterday or whenever it was, um, really level sets a lot of where we're at. And a lot of what we've been waiting for is now in WordPress core, not relying on the plugin to bring it to us, right? Um, which means everything is now in production or production-capable, ready um, yes, the nomenclature is there. That's that's really mostly around the WordPress community and the people who are building with it. Like we're the ones talking about layouts and patterns and blocks and all of that stuff. Many end users or all end users they they don't need to know. They just they they want the deliverability of the things. But you know, using words to to say things really are only us business people talking to each to each other, right? Um, and so I understand philosophically all of how it comes together. Uh, end users don't need to. So it's my responsibility to just say, just build a product I think in a way is is 
the best way to do it, to deliver it to a client so they could do something with it. And I think the real important thing here is that people realize, builders realize there's a lot of different ways to do the same thing right now, right? Whether it's style variations, mm-hmm. whether it's through patterns, whether it's through parent-child themes, whether it's through just like a parent, like there's just a lot of different ways. And there's, you know, depending on who you ask, I'm generally a, a not a right or wrong way to do it. It's just personal preference, right? Like, do you, are you building a walled garden? Do you want to do it this way? Like, what do you want to call things? You know, I, I've identified what I'm planning on doing sort of as a sort of a personal opinion um, because it works best for me. Again, back to why we built Genesis was because I didn't want to continually update the same subset of code across 10 different themes, 10 different, t- like it was just like, just change it once and have it sort of uh, work itself through uh, that way. And so mm-hmm. I've built themes very similarly, FSE themes. I'm like, I just, you know, everything's like 95% of the version before it. So why, why have to update something in every single theme? Just to wrap things up before we go to our middle break, Brian, what one of the things I see so attractive about the future was what was supposedly offered with WordPress, but when you got to the nitty-gritty, it never really worked out unless you were utilising something like Genesis. And that was that you could change your theme. But the reality, you had themes that use a lot of short codes, Mm -hmm. another fact, a lot of inbuilt functionality that was reliant on the theme. The reality is a lot of people got bit, a lot of end users got bit on the backside because changing a theme, they literally had to just rebuild the website, had to hire somebody and rebuild it. Do you see in the world of Gutenberg and Blocks the possibility of being able to change a fundamental look of a website without having to totally rebuild it? Uh, yeah, I do. And and it's also why uh, I've embraced sort of the, the base and, and child theme system because things are copy and pasteable between, like you could activate a new theme and if it's all using the same, you know, color classes and font sizing and things like that, then there's really no need um, to have to completely reinvent the wheel. So I'm, I'm very bullish in, at least within the, the theme system that I'm working through, um, that you'll be able to kind of just copy and paste and pick and choose and, and do things in a way that's a lot easier than it used to be. Because I think one of the consequences, and I'm not blaming everything, it is what it is. What Gutenberg seemed to offer was it was going to simplify things, but for various factors, I'm just thinking for the end user. I'm not talking about the professional. I'm not talking, you know, part of the studio press, which has always been more focused, to my mind, the power user, the professional WordPress. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about the general user. Uh, it's unfortunate. This is just my opinion, and um, I think because of Gutenberg and various factors, the situation's actually got more confusing for the end user. Would you agree with that? I could see that being true. What I could also see being true is that because of that and where WordPress is going, on some level, the end-to-end user is less the customer of WordPress than it used to be, right? Uh, Other platforms like Squarespace and so on, that's targeted much more for the DIY very early you know, into building a website type of person. And so I feel like what the Gutenberg editor back when it was called that and where we're at now is really more for people who build websites for other people because it really can expedite development time and make things easier to build. 
Right, that's great. We're going to go for our break. We'll be back in a few moments. I've got Brian Gardner, the grandfather of themes, as I call him. Uh, Rob, he doesn't like that, but uh, it's true, though. You're one of the founders of the whole, um, and we owe you uh, a debt for that. Obviously, you did it to help yourself, but um, yep. um, but we still owe you a debt for that, uh, um, I feel. Um, we'll be back in a few moments, folks. Hey, it's Spence from LaunchFlows.com. If you've been looking for a fast and easy way to create powerful sales funnels on WordPress, then look no further than LaunchFlows. In just minutes, you can easily create instant registration, upsells, downsells, order bumps, one-click checkouts, one-time offers, custom thank you pages, and best of all, no coding is required. For as little as $50 per year, you can own and control your entire sales funnel machine with LaunchFlows. Get your copy today. We're coming back. We've got Brian Garner, one of the more deeper thinkers in the WordPress space, somebody that also has the ability not to piss people off, unlike me. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. (laughs) My ability to do that, Brian, is legendary. But I don't do it out of malice. I do it for the right reasons, I feel. I'm not a malice-filled individual. Um, I don't think you would be on this show if you felt that way, would you? You don't have to come on here. Uh, um, so he's not saying, but hopefully he agrees with that. Uh, um, so, um, oh, before I go on to the next question, folks, if you're looking for some great offers, the best recommendations for WordPress plugins, we've got some special offers um, from our sponsors that are exclusive to WP Tonic, how you get all these goodies, just go over to WP Tonic offers and they're all available there. Plus you'll be able to sign up for the WP Tonic newsletter where I do an editorial, I link all the best WordPress stories of the week and tech stories. We have a, it's a bit different to all the other newsletters. You can get all that by going over to WP Tonic slash offers. So, Brian, on to the next question. Um, so, Matt Manweg, interesting individual, like all brilliant men. Um, there's the good points and there's the bad points. Um, and it's a tricky. He's had a few spats on Twitter, and I've got such mixed feelings about Twitter <laughs> in general. Um, I love it and I hate it at the same time. Um and he, he seems to love Twitter, especially late. And I, this is English humour, Brian. Some people yeah. don't get it. Hopefully you do. <laughs> he seems to like Twitter late at night when he's had a few whiskeys. Uh, um, not the greatest combination, but he seems to be okay with it. Um, so he's had a few spats with hosting providers. Um, and there's been a lot of pointing and name callings. WP Engine seems to have avoided his wrath. Um, is this ongoing conversation in WP Engine? How, what their relationship with automatic, with Mac Mailweg, with with open WordPress open source project, and about you know WP Engine's a business. It's there to make money, so it's all a bit tricky. Got any insights how? about this and how it should be because um we don't want to really 
load of drama here. Everybody's got their objectives and they need to make money and they need to move forward. So it should attempt to be a win-win situation rather than just a load of drama, really, doesn't it? Yeah, I, again, as we talked about earlier, I've always erred on the side of just sort of kumbaya in a community, maybe, yeah. to, a, maybe to a fault. And that's just, that's just the way I, I, I do yeah. business. I, it's always been that way. Um, it, it's easy when you're... I need, you know, I need you as a coach, Brian. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Um, you know, when you, when you talk about hundreds of millions of dollars that companies like WPNs or GoDaddy or whomever make, I mean, I'm sure GoDaddy is probably more than that, but uh, automatic themselves. I mean, there, there's investors, there's money, there's stress, there's, you know, just a lot of people, cooks in the kitchen, things like that. There's, it's bound to, to sort of create an element of someone's never going to be completely happy, right? Um, small businesses, you know, get uh, afraid when they see Automatic doing something because they're like, oh, they're going to take away our opportunity to do something. And the reality is Automatic needs to make money too because they're well over a thousand strong. So even though WordPress is open source and that there's a really, really great and strong community, there's still an element of like, hey, we're all business people and in it to make money, right? No one's yeah. really, with maybe a few exceptions, doing this solely as a .org thing. Um, that being said, uh, Matt and I have always, as far as I'm concerned, always been on good terms back when Revolution was not embracing the GPL and that was more out of ignorance than anything. I remember flying out to San Francisco so we could sit down and talk about it. Revolution then went open source, became Studio Press. And so like, there's always been an element to that. I don't know. Um, I, I assume that has no impact on what he thinks of WP Engine because I've only been here just over a year. Uh, but the reality is, you know, we just don't do things that piss, piss people off, right? And, uh, <laughs> and, it's, quite, and <laughs> it's quite simple, really, isn't it? It, it? It's the no train wreck rule. We just stay away from the tracks. Uh, you know, and what Matt does, uh, it, it, you know, whether it's ambient or ambient or whatever it's called, or his whiskeys or what, like, you know, he, Matt's his own guy. He's smart. He's got a lot of money. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he can get away with. You know, I, I sometimes have to laugh and celebrate these spats that are back and forth just because they're funny to some degree, right? I think a lot of people get uh, upset over smaller things and don't over bigger things. You know, it, it is what it is. People are, we're all adults. Everybody handles themselves the way they choose. Oh, well, some people think they are. <laughs> I, I do wonder about, uh, uh, but. If you if you my my position is I can't be a total hypocrite. I don't like it where I get when I become a target, but I've handed out a bit of punishment over the years a little bit. So I've got to got to man up and take a bit of it myself. I could be a total hypocrite about it, Brian, but you just got to accept it. You're you're much more on the diplomatic side. I can be a bit brusque, but there we go. Um, but, you know, I just the a more serious part of this is it is a bit of a tricky, it's a bit tricky for some, something like WP Engine and you've got great management, but it's also you're dealing with open source environment, aren't you? It's a bit, un, it's a bit of unusual concoction, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you know, like there's elements of sharecropping because of that, but also because it's open source, we as a company get to contribute. And Nick Diego's done a phenomenal job since he joined us just over a year ago in 
really bringing uh, to the table our presence as it pertains to uh, contributing back to WordPress, time spent building into the project, uh, developing relationships with those at Automatic. They have a developer relations team, Ann McCarthy, Daisy Olson. I mean, there's all kinds of people over there who, uh, who are doing great work, who we're working sort of alongside with, doing presentations with. Um, so it's been really fun to build that element of the relationship back between WP Engine and Automatic, really for the spirit of just trying to move WordPress, the platform, um, forward and into the future because we all have vested interest in making sure it succeeds, right? Nobody wants to see it go stale. Nobody wants to see it go off the rails because there's a lot of money at stake and a lot of people's websites are built on it. And we just all want to see that continue. Yeah. The one thing about Matt is that at least he's not a robot. You know, and this is my only my opinion. I don't expect you to comment on this, but, you know, you get you get a lot of these top CEO, Amer- and I'm, obviously I'm English and American, I'm, I'm a joint citizen, but for most of my adult life I, I was in England, so I see myself as British. Um, you get a lot of these corporate CEO types, they're, they're so bland, they're so like, at least you don't get that with Matt, he, he's obviously mm-hmm. still just a human being and and he has his ways. The only bit about this whole thing, just to wrap it up, that I didn't like, it's, they seemed to be a bit of finger-pointing and attempt to shame people into contributing. And uh, I just don't see that entirely constructive because if the project is really great and beneficial to people, they will just want to contribute out of self I'm looking for the right word, Brian. Am I, can you see where I'm coming from, or do you think? I do, but I also, I also, the nobility of giving back certainly is there. But the, at the end of every day, everyone needs to make money, and so like yeah. the t- the time that it gets squeezed out of some companies or most people's day is just sort of the non for profit time given back, right? Um, so I understand why he continues to sort of encourage and ask and sort of call people out. How he does it, that's up to him. How he chooses to to sort of communicate that, that that's up to him and on him. Um, but I understand. I mean, WordPress is huge and there's like the core contributor team is very small relative to the amount of people who use it. So like there's elements of like, you know, it really takes a village to just continue to like build that up. And I'm, I'm so thankful that Nick has joined that table. Um, he's part of the core contributor team. He's part of the, the release leads and he's going to be rele- uh, leading the 14.5 or 14.6 Gutenberg. And so we get to help sort of steer some things. Um, so that, I mean, that's exciting, but it, it's by effort. It's by, you know, proving our ability to do so. So it's not just handed to us. Like there's just a lot at stake. For WordPress uh, right now, especially in light of the recession and all of the competition that's kind of brewing. Um, I think you, you've been very insightful there. Uh, Rob, let's go on. Um, so if, if you had a time machine, <laughs> all of us wish we had a time machine, well, most of us, uh, if you had a time machine at the beginning of your career, let's say at the early days of building up Studio Press and that, is there one or two things you wish you could tell yourself? Recurring revenue would be the first one. It's something we never did at Studio Press. We had discussed a lot internally as, as our partner team. 
um, whether we should shift Genesis and themes to recurring uh, kind of was going, it was, it, we started ahead of when that became a thing, it became a thing and we still chose not to after it became a thing. Um, everyone else sort of gravitated towards that. Um, we chose not to just because we had other lines of business at copy blogger that was, that was generating uh, money on a recurring basis. And so we were like, this is more of like the entryway in. So that's probably the biggest thing. Maybe it affected the valuation and all of that. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, things I wouldn't do differently. I mean, relationship building. I mean, the relationships I have today are as strong as they've been in a long time. And they're mm-hmm. the ones that go back 15 years. And WordPress community is huge, but it's also very small. And so, as we know, at WordCamps and just through things like this, you know, relationships matter and how you conduct yourself in front of people matters. And I mean, no, no major regrets um, in terms of, you know. Well, you're so right there because I'm not, I, I, it takes a lot for me to hold a real grudge. It takes a lot. It really is a good part of my personality. I don't hold grudges against people, even though they've been a bit shitty towards me. Mm-hmm. But a lot of other people, they hold grudges. They hold it against you big way for a long time. So you got you got to understand that. Oh, the other thing I thought you were going to say that you wished you had bought a coffee machine because you would have saved a lot of money in Starbucks, wouldn't you? Uh, so that, that's a misconception. I actually <laughs> only go to Starbucks to buy coffee at a store once or maybe once or twice a week now. I actually have a Starbucks Verismo machine, so I brew my coffee every day at home, twice a day. And I save a lot of money because of it. So, uh, still a champion for the brand. Still use the product through the Veris moment or the um, Nespresso machine. Excuse me, that's the new machine that is being used. Uh, so I still support it. I just I'm not. A, you know, COVID also affected that, right? Like, just stop going to the stores. A lot of them actually have become um, pass-through stores, right? Like the one right down the street from me took out all the tables. They renovated. It's more about like mobile orders and drive-through stuff. So. Um, I like my office at home, so I'm here a lot. Yeah, that's true. All right, so just to finish off, are there any kind of books, websites, online resources or people that you follow that you think that other people should follow that they would get some value from? Great question. Uh, I'm, getting be- I'm getting better with my questions, aren't I? <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, for the people who are building with WordPress, fullsiteediting.com, Carolina Niemark, uh, fantastic resource that we link to often and talk about on social media. She's wonderful. Her resource is fantastic. Uh, so there's that sort of from like a granular level. Um, I hate to say this and it's going to sound weird and cliche, but I still follow what Brian Clark does. He's, yeah. He was my, my partner, a copy blogger from a business side of things and like a marketing side of things. He's still doing great things. I follow all of his new ventures. And so there's just a lot there outside of just WordPress and product building, right? Like I learned a lot from my experience being a part of the company then. Um, so it brings like an element, an intangible oh. sort of education that I would not have gotten otherwise. Well, he's a great guy and he's a great thinker. Do you think Do you think it'd come on the show again? I've interviewed him, but it was like four or five years ago last time. I don't know. He's He's been traveling a lot and I know yeah. he's really not... He's not in. out of WordPress. Uh, he never really was in WordPress. Well, you never escape entirely, do you? Yeah, no. So I, feel free to reach out. I just don't know what where his interest is in 
this kind of thing right now. Um, but still a great person. Oh, he is. I follow him. He's always got some insightful stuff. Brian, it's been a pleasure having a chat again. Hopefully you'll return later in, in the year. I do appreciate you coming on the show. My pleasure. I think it's been an interesting discussion. We covered a lot. As diplomatic as normal, <laughs> but uh, um, we'll be back next week. I've got some fabulous guests like Brian. I'm booked up to the new year. Uh, I've, I've really enjoyed uh, my past few discussions over the past few interviews. Um, and I actually think I've improved, Brian, actually. Uh, um, it just shows you even an old dog like me can improve. <laughs> we will be back next week, folks. We'll see you soon. Bye. Take care. Hey, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it. Why not visit the Mastermind Facebook group? And also to keep up with the latest news, click wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.